forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. What sins have you committed? <laughs> well... Hey everyone, welcome to Forgive Me, Father, a podcast where we discuss how certain aspects of life and a walk with God go together or don't mesh so well. Through discussions of personal vices and victories, we hope to help you, the listener, understand others more and create conversations, no matter what you've experienced or believe. But yeah, so recently I've switched to White Claws because calories like usually i do be <laughs> you're gonna end up looking like me man and you ain't yeah, got kids. i at least be... have an excuse i get to blame it on them exactly you have the <laughs> full dad now that you're the dad bod now that you're a dad i i don't have children yet uh, so i have to look my best <laughs> at all times like i went to go play ultimate frisbee today and it was really hot at one point and i took off my shirt and i looked down and i was like cool it's not as bad as it was three weeks ago because <laughs> i've been switching to to seltzers instead of like just full-on you know the beers that i love uh yep. to drink because i also love to eat pizza so i like it's like my balance yeah you gotta white claws for pizza <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly or i'll like try to limit how much like whiskey and coke i have because the coca-cola is is something that'll that'll add that sugar and and that stuff too so uh recently whenever i think like i need a drink i'll just kind of go to to a seltzer just because it makes it a little bit easier mm. to one it's easier to drink and they're uh, good like they're not they bad. good they're deceptively <laughs> good like i remember i remember when they first came out and everybody's like yeah you got to try it truly man and i was like first of all listen you like middle truly like like <laughs> like, <laughs> like middle wealth <laughs> frat white boy like <laughs> i'm not drinking that <laughs> truly dude i couldn't tell you last time like because i i i drank for for the past two years like almost every night a, a get bent like at least one mm-hmm. and and i started like realizing like i would wake up in the morning and be like man why do i feel like crap every single day like it just mm-hmm. and then like i didn't have beer for like two days and it was like oh you know that's probably it like if you just did the math like like that's probably it so yeah. i actually <laughs> i've had a couple mixed drinks in the past little bit but it's, i'm almost about three months without a beer which is wow. wild for me yeah it's wild it's wild it's it's been cool though like it i, I would probably i'll probably have a beer again um mm-hmm. but like the little time off i guess uh has opened some windows of opportunity and mental clarity that i didn't think existed um which is really cool but i i miss i do miss i i still like because i I play video games at night most of the time after Mm -hmm. i put the kids to bed because dad time but i still (laughs) have a habit of grabbing a drink like playing call of duty every time you die like i grab a drink and take a sip of my drink so like now it's turned to caffeine or water and I will drink so much water that I'll almost pee my pants. <laughs> you're getting ready to head to the gulag and you're like, nope, nope, gotta fall. You're like twisting your legs and your hips. <laughs> I do miss my beer for that. For all of our listeners, welcome back to Forgive Me Father. And today we have Blake Thomas, a good friend. I also call him dad from time to time. We can get into a little more about that because that's pretty vague. But yeah, Blake, welcome on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, son, 
I think we should, we'll give them a little preface of that so that they aren't wondering how we came to that conclusion. Right. And I think, <laughs> I think it's important that you called me son too, because then <laughs> there's like misconceptions of like daddy and stuff like that. And we're not. <laughs> Weird level, just straight to a thousand. Just going for it. Going for way. it from the I seltzer like to the daddy <laughs> <laughs> to our heavenly father. To our heavenly... No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But okay. So uh, actually a little bit. Let's clarify that right now. So Blake and I work at the same chain of coffee shops. And when I first applied there, he did my interview. He conducted my interview um, asking me all those questions. He was like, Hey, are you a felon? Are you a heathen? Are you planning to rob the store at any point? And I said, no, yes, yes. In that order. And he said, all right, cool. <laughs> You're hired. Uh, we love a challenge. Um, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. He, uh, he went into the back, talked to the store manager, came back out and he said, we're good <laughs> basically. And from that, the it just started going around that you know like he had hired me he was my 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 coffee shop dad and that then devolved into anytime we saw each other we were working the same shift i would walk in and i would just go dad just <laughs> as loud as i could I think my favorite part were customers faces when mm -hmm. when you would do that and like i didn't there was times where like there was just a reaction for me of like oh hey son and like no other reaction or interaction between us and the customers are saying they're like so confused for the moment of like mm -hmm. wait like what what just happened <laughs> i think yeah, that's one of my favorite parts and then um when you uh transferred stores mm -hmm. and we ended up at the same store again and you again, ran in yeah. and, and everyone was like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah and then it, you brought some more people on board to call me dad, which, mm -hmm. which you know, now I have a bunch of children. Thing. That's right. <laughs> All these kids. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> but yeah, so when I transferred to Blacksburg to go back to school, I lived in Blacksburg, Virginia, but I attended Radford University, which was basically the next town over. Blake had become the assistant store manager at the busiest, busiest coffee shop store there. And nobody knew me. And I was really nervous about going into it, but I knew that Blake worked there. And I also knew the store manager because him and I had a history as well of when I was super young, his mom actually babysat me. So him and I had at least some rapport. So I had comfort in knowing the, the managers. Uh, and so I walked in and I could kind of like feel this air of like, all right, who's this new guy? Like we're splitting hours with him. Like I'm getting less money. And then I just like instantly see Blake and Blake just like comes out of the swing door and is just, yeah. And then just like from there, people are like, okay, this is how this is going to go. <laughs> uh, I will say in my career, that was one of my funnest locations to work and just a crazy time. Mm -hmm. yeah, the energy the was always like that. Like it was always like that. Like just random people calling you dad, like what that would feel like. That's the energy of that store. You're like, but what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Cause like for us, because it was so busy, we had that goofy, insane level of energy because it kept us from being stressed out. But then the amount, the volume that we did. Oh, customers goodness. The, hectic, the same that. level of energy. <laughs> it was just hectic energy. It was like, it was, 
it was stressful customer service chaos energy. And then it was, we're trying to keep our heads above water and stay funny <laughs> type of chaos. And it just, it didn't mesh. Like we, I remember getting a lot of complaints that we were super loud. And then of course you, me, and then another coworker, you know, a mutual friend of, of Blake and I's were just so loud. Like people said, like, calm down. And we were like, oh, get louder. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, that's when the dinosaur noises came yeah. in and all that stuff. <laughs> I am a pterodactyl. Most people can exactly. search my Facebook and look at that post. And mm-hmm. I don't know how many people commented about dinosaur noises. on there. <laughs> <laughs> So many. But Blake, why don't you give us a little, a little introduction about you? Um, just your, where you're at now. And also just a little bit about the background that you have with religion, God, and the Bible. Cool. Um, so like, as far as, uh, where I work, I still work at a coffee shop. Um, I also do remote work at home so I can have more time with my kids. Um, I am in Salem, Virginia. I've been everywhere from Martinsville to Salem and then moved another time into Salem over the past four, four or five years. The things that interest me uh, right now in this moment are building better habits. I'm very focused on self-motivation right now and then uh being actively focused on quality family time and not just family time definitely emphasis on the quality mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then when i have a chance and my kids are asleep and the lady is at home i turn on my playstation and i play video games because that's what i like to do um my background with religion i was raised in a southern baptist church for majority of my childhood um, I can't remember exactly what year it was. We switched to a non-denominational church, um, but most of my religion-based learning is through Southern Baptist scope. I think the biggest thing I learned uh, through my experiences with religion is how important self-awareness is for a a clear spiritual journey. Um, one self-guided and not misguided, if that makes sense. Uh, mm. It's a big topic and very complex. And, you know, this is something we could uh, just continue on and break down further and further and further of how it impacts your self-awareness. Uh, but for like the main topics of this, I feel religion also taught me that Black lives do matter um, and that love is the way. I like to think my moral compass was instilled a bit from religion in that sense but there are some qualities that pushed me away to to where i am today and where i stand yeah for sure there's a definition of self-awareness from oxford that says conscious knowledge of one's character feelings motives and desires and when i think of self-awareness that's kind of where i fall to in terms of i guess i would define it as being conscious of what you think, what you feel, what you do, but also being conscious of what's around you to be able to see if if your values complement or conflict with what's around you. And I think with church and society, sorry, church culture, that is huge for growing in your relationship with God because you stop kind of following what people are saying and you start to realize like who you are with your relationship with God and where you stand with a certain church. And I remember you and I talking a little bit earlier 
about that, about how you kind of had this self-awareness moment within the church that you grew up in. And that led you all to going to a non-denominational church. Can you let the listeners know a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is actually like direct reflection of you learn so much from your parents subconsciously that you don't notice until there becomes a moment of like, oh, I know why this happened now. And in the moment that my parents had this self-awareness of like, we do not need to be a part of this negativity and the things that were going on that weren't so healthy for any anybody's walk. And they luckily had a friend who was so driven um, just to be better as far as religion goes and, and wants to be what he believed it should be. Um, he took that initiative and just started getting a group together and just having conversations, kind of like what we're doing now, which is really cool that you're doing something like this because I feel like it's the start of something great. Um, but he got a group together. It was a small group. We used to meet at a, a pizza shop before it opened, um, before mm-hmm. they ended up getting a building. But in the moment of my parents realizing, like, they didn't really talk much about it. Like, I wouldn't say I was forced into religion. It was just something we did. So I never, like, mm-hmm. knew any other thing. So when we went to non-denominational, that sparked new learning for me because in Southern Baptist, it's King James Version or the highway. Like, that's just the way it goes with the Bible. And then this pastor that was a part of that movement for a while, now stepping out of his box and grabbing new versions. And then I'm able to read versions that I actually understand at that age because it was so hard to read the King James Version and so slow. Like, the wording is hard. (laughs) It's okay to say that. It's okay to say that the wording's hard right. for everyone listening. Like, just know that the interpretations are out there to help you understand it better. And I think my parents making that decision to follow him and their personal beliefs allowed me to realize that it's not so this way or you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, it was more of fear mongering the first church we went to, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't a healthy leadership. And, and um, one thing I'd like to explain, cause I think it's going to come up later is like the deacons in the church are like leadership. Some churches call them elders. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a group of older people in the church that I was in. It was only older gentlemen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, women were not allowed to be a part of the deacons. And these people basically made the decisions for the church and, how it went and who was the pastor and all those things. It was, it's really crazy concept. I don't think I've ever studied into actually how it was broken down. Um, but my understanding of it is this group controlled most of what happened behind the scenes as far as in religion and controlled religion. Yeah. There is in first Timothy three and I think elsewhere in first Timothy, it actually goes into details, the qualifications for being a deacon, for being an elder. It's when Paul is helping Timothy establish a church and he starts telling people or he starts saying, here's how we're going to pick leadership. And a lot of it is you have to have good standing with the church as a whole. You have to have a good standing with people outside of the church. I think there was one rule, at least for elders to where it was, all of your children have to be faithful followers of God. Um, and so there is a lot of stuff that goes into it Bible-wise, but I think with Southern Baptist and even a lot of old-fashioned churches, let's say, because I grew up in a church yeah. of Christ, right? it was very similar to that. It was more so 
what families had the most money, what mm-hmm. families had been there the longest. Social status definitely played a part into it a hundred percent. And like, that was the thing for me. Like I was young. I will say like, I, I don't, I get like, I'm really trying to remember the year that we left. Um, but it was crazy to me, like even not understanding that structure, not knowing those verses of what the qualifications were that like these, nah, yeah, they didn't, they weren't following the rules, so to speak in that sense. So was, when having a bit of self-awareness and leaving that situation and looking at, at it from the outside in, it was these people are controlling a group to sit around and listen to them. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I believe is leadership when it comes to religion. That's, I don't, I don't feel, I feel that's where we got to the point of so many people like definitely younger generations just would come to that church and then never show up again. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting because I remember my contrast in the church that I grew up in until I was, I think 13 or 14. And then the church that I had joined when I was 18 up until 25 the difference between those churches were the latter church really did follow what was written in the Bible in terms of, you know, the, the qualifications. And it was very different. Like they were a little bit younger, which I think mm-hmm. maybe played a role in terms of like my self-awareness. Like, Oh, this is, this is different. You know, they, they're not, they're not following suit with what I had known. But I also remember that one of my good friends chose to walk away from God and the Bible and church and their parents, their father was a elder mm. and he had to step down because like I said, it was a rule or a qualification in the Bible that all of your children had to be faithful. Mm. So that person's sister was still faithful, but that person chose to walk away and the father stepped down because of that qualification. I thought that was very honorable but also it was something I, I wasn't familiar with at all. And I was like, okay, okay. There are yeah, people yeah. that that are different <laughs> that actually go a, after this. Yeah. And one thing I, I like to I like to remind myself and also to remind the listeners of like there are uh I don't like to say good and bad people because my, my belief on that is a different time. That's a whole long conversation to talk about. But there mm-hmm. there are people that support and there are people that take advantage. Um, and those can go both ways as far as positive or negative, but I feel the leadership when I was going through that situation was more for taking advantage. Um, and in for self for, for themselves, um, which I don't believe that was a qualification (laughs) of of that position. Um, and I will say like, just, going into the topic because my biggest struggle with this had to do with that because like i said you don't understand how powerful your subconscious mind is until you mm-hmm. realize that that's what would that long time ago someone said something and you never thought about it again but it really makes you feel some type of way about a topic yeah it comes that, back yeah and it, when i say like the fear of god that these people put into most people they had conversations with wasn't a healthy fear it wasn't a respectful fear it was a a a terror fear of like i'm afraid to go to hell and it's like that's not Mm -hmm. how you get to a spiritual balance in my opinion but 
one of my biggest struggles was finding myself and understanding I had to remove the outward influences to, to actually establish my own opinions. And that's very tough going against the grain of everything you ever knew. Um, mm-hmm. It's pivotal. I think it's pivotal for your own self-spiritual walk to understand that. One of the verses I like to write down is, and use it as an affirmation, is Second Timothy I think it's three nine three nine and it says they must hold the mystery of faith with a clear conscience um mm. i don't think you can have a clear conscience until you've cleared your own and focused on that you can have a clear conscience on topics because you understand it you know it you can do it aimlessly because your conscious knows exactly what to do i think in the spiritual realm it has to be a constant reevaluation of where you stand oh, yeah. Um, because everything's ever changing. And I think my biggest victory through that struggle was making the decision for myself and interpret for myself and pay attention to all the factors around me because I could have, I could have followed that path of those deacons and and been that type of person Mm -hmm. because they guided me. They were part of a church, you know, they taught me love and, and those types of things. And then, been just stuck there if I wouldn't have had the opportunity to just take a step back. And, and right. I think a lot of people miss that opportunity because they had a negative experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause, and I think what you're saying about it's possible to follow suit with what the old deacons had or were trying to instill in you and possibly had instilled in other people is interesting with what you said about self-awareness is the constant reevaluation of your conscience. Because you need to hold faith with a with a clear conscience. Uh, and there was something that you said, and we're going to dive into your journey with self-awareness and how that ties into your relationship with God. But there was something that I written down when you and I had met before this, where you said that the lack of self-awareness leads to ignorance. Mm. And so in terms of maybe not necessarily your walk, but a walk with God in general or a church culture in general, can you explain that a little more of how a lack of self-awareness or a lack of continual reevaluation leads to a certain ignorance or lack of clear conscience? Yeah. Um, I think a big factor is it's like one thing that I was taught um, in the, in my first church was you follow, you follow someone. There's always someone that has a close relationship. They have a clear conscience on what, what they're speaking on. Um, it wasn't explained like this. It was more of like you listen to them because they know what they're talking about. That's kind of mm-hmm. how it was explained to me. But now that I look back at it, it's more of the way that the Bible talks about, you know, that we, we follow a leader um, who has devoted their life to the calling of educating us mm-hmm. um, on this topic. and. I think if you don't allow yourself the moment and it's just a short moment, but if you don't allow yourself the moment to like encompass that scope may not realize you're just following. And like, I feel like that's the bare minimum spiritual walk and you're, you're not allowing yourself to fulfill your full extent and your spirituality. And I, I really think that's what I mean by ignorance. It's not like, Oh, you're dumb. No, that's not what it means. It means you aren't, taking yourself to the full ability that was given to you. Mm. Yeah. And even as you're saying that, it makes me think of how Jesus's 12, they were allowed to ask questions. They right. were allowed to, they had asked him, teach us how to pray. 
or when something would happen, they'd be like, do you want us to cast out this demon? Do you want us to do this? Like, what, how do we do this? You know, and even, even Peter had tried to rebuke Jesus at a certain time. And obviously Peter got put into his place where Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, which is insane for, for the son of God to be like, Hey, uh, you're Satan. You're my, you're my actual enemy because of Mm -hmm. your understanding. And Peter was able to to readjust and become one of the greatest followers of God ever. But I think, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it really just struck a thought in my mind is like his his choice to step back and open the scope and see what everyone is seeing allowed him to gain this understanding. Obviously, he reacted and it, mm-hmm. it caused a moment for uh, God to say, you know what, well, what? Let's just clear this up real quick. But <laughs> then, like you said, Peter became one of the greatest followers of God and all, all the things that he did. And I, I think that's very important for us to realize in that moment of, yes, he went against what he was being taught. Mm-hmm. But I like to think a failure, if you want to call it that, as a, a first attempt is your first attempt in learning. So mm. his path looked a little different than most of us would have chosen if we were, you know, walking with God. Right. But it doesn't mean we may have not had those thoughts. Peter had the heart to understand that this was here. I need to ask about it. Yeah. And then that hard line was drawn of like, well, not, not saying, follow me. You're going to hell. It was, this is Satan. Mm hmm to give him a direct definition of what he was speaking on. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something that's a hundred percent missed. When people, like I said, don't have a clear conscience and they're just following. Yeah. And I think what's great about Peter and what could make it Peter such a great example for self-awareness is the fact that he had the courage to voice his thoughts and the, and the, the courage to voice his feelings rather than sit back and think, Oh, this doesn't necessarily sit right with me but I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And I think that's something that's really important. And when it comes to self-awareness is that if you find yourself at odds, when it comes to your own personal thoughts, beliefs, uh, emotions, values, whatever it might be, if you find it in opposition with a church culture within the context of this podcast, we're, we're talking about church cultures, then I fully believe that you owe it to yourself to ask questions. It may be tough. It may ruffle some feathers. People might be uncomfortable or angry that you're like asking this question and not falling in line just because this is the way we've always done things. But self-awareness does truly lead to being one, all that you, all that you have the potential to be like you had said, but also when you look at Peter, if he would have just fallen in line, who knows if he would have done the things that he was able to accomplish when he was able to readjust and follow God in a much clearer, a much more correct state of mind and, and, and a clear conscience. Yeah. And I think, and for me, my first experience of religion, asking questions was a negative. Mm-hmm. You aren't supposed to ask questions. And mm-hmm. until this pastor that is a pastor of the church that my parents switched to in that moment, told me to ask questions said you call me whenever you have a question and in that moment i was like oh this is an educator this is someone who help who wants to help me learn about uh, my, my walk with the lord or 
my spirituality and it, it was enlightening um i was young then and didn't realize it but like now that i think about it it was like oh that's why i have the respect that i do for religion even if i'm not in full belief of you know, structured religion as far like in comparison to spirituality so even though i was turned away through my experiences from structured religion i was given the scope to know how it's supposed to be Mm-hmm. And that allowed my stresses to be removed to talk to someone that is a part of a structured religion, because then I can meet them in the middle. Like I would say, you and I are probably that same spectrum in the sense of we both had our ways, we both left, we both came back, we've both left, came back, those types of things. So we've had mm-hmm. almost the same experience. But I think for me, especially, it was being able to hear it from someone self-aware that they were not in the right place to grow closer to Mm -hmm. the Lord. So they removed themselves and then realized these kids have questions. And that allowed me to know that religion isn't someone telling you what to do, isn't fearing you into not going to hell. It is someone loving you so hard that they will literally do anything for you while also putting in effort to educate you from their perspective. Uh, And he was clear on that. I think a lot of times that's not communicated properly and Mm. people think, I don't, I don't believe it that way. So am I wrong? And I I think the, that's why the self-awareness clear conscious in your faith is pivotal. Cause then when someone says something that like, doesn't completely line up with you, you're able to like bring it to this middle point of ah, we, we are on the same spectrum as far as we believe that there's a higher power or whatever in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and maybe this will kind of dive straight into, you know, your personal walk. So with you growing in self-awareness and having a great source to ask questions at a certain point, were you ever fearful to voice or did you ever have a moment where you started to realize that things might not be as in tune as I, as I think they are, but you were scared to voice that because of what might happen or what might the response be? 100%. Like I said, I was taught that like asking questions was bad. Um, so for the longest time, questions around religion just didn't happen. It's, even my parents, there were moments where I could tell like I frustrated them because I got to a point where they didn't have an answer. So they gave me some like end around answer that everyone said the same thing. And I was like, Is it, that can't be the answer. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but because there are a lot of gray areas um, like that people like to put their own perspective in and then make a rule. And if you don't follow that rule and you're not a part of the church, it's like, okay, yeah, that's not what the Bible says. But I, my mom has like one of the biggest hearts known to man. Um, and when I realized that like, I don't want to be a part of structured religion anymore because I have, was able to build a confident, spiritual walk and build a faith that I knew no one could penetrate. It was terrifying to tell my mom like, Hey, I know you taught me all these things and took me to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. And then every vacation Bible school you went to for a week after going to work for eight hours and all the things she did for me for church to say like, I, I, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's a tough conversation to have, but 
you have to go into a situation like that fully I don't want to say prepared because like then you're sitting there and you're like, I'm going to make sure I have the right things to say and (laughs) and they're not going to get over on me. It's like, no, 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 it's not that. You need to be willing to have a conversation to where like they're going to poke things that it could start a debate. And it's like, we're not debating here. We're conversing our perspectives on what spirituality means. And I think sometimes for me, organized religion just blocked that. Mm, And it, it, it put a shield over my eyes so when i was able to understand like i can remove this and organized religion had nothing with removing that in that moment that i had to talk about where i was spiritually and then to sit down with my mom and be like it's okay to not go to church right like to ask that question Mm. and the answer was well the bible says right and and in that moment, I was like, okay, so what does the Bible say around going to church? And it it I don't have like direct verses, but for me, my interpretation of the Bible was, it is great to surround yourself with beings that are walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. and you surround yourself because, like I said, I don't the structure of things and the things that are written in the Bible. I think are interpretations from times that we aren't in anymore. Um, so not adjust. I I think the adjustments to that don't follow suit. So it also gets very confusing for people, Mm -hmm. but in short, it was terrifying. Um, you're going, like I said, you go against everything you ever knew. Right. Um, but I realized in that moment, I can think for myself. I can build my own opinions and my own perspectives of what it feels to be in a walk or a spiritual walk um, and, and focused on it and committed to it. And uh, I think a big thing too, are people allow their convictions to like block out possibilities Um, Hmm. and those convictions come from bad intentions Mm-hmm. like when I was when I when I spoke on it it was the fear of God was put into me like and that's not healthy but I would do things because of that that gave me convictions that I didn't believe mm-hmm. and once I realized I was doing things that I didn't believe in I was able to step back create a clear conscience and I'll say, like you said, you have to re- reevaluate. So like telling someone, I know exactly where I stand spiritually. It's like, I have a good understanding, um, right? but I know that something could happen and things could change to where I need to reevaluate it 10 minutes from now. Um, yeah. That's why being a hundred percent aware of where you are can take you to your next level of spirituality and then you can apply that to your religion um i think people like to mesh it all together when like your walk with the lord and then religion are can be separate entities and need to be because then you're uh, allowing yourself to not just follow Mm -hmm. you allow yourself to gain this walk and then i'm going to take it through this tool um that the lord has given us to use yeah yeah and i think what's really important and I've probably said this a bunch of different times on the podcast. I probably say it a thousand other different times on this podcast and different episodes, but everybody's walk with God is different. 
everybody's life is different. Everybody's conscience is different. And if you are pursuing a relationship with God, if you are trying to have a spiritual walk, your convictions, even though they must, if you are following God, they have to be in line with certain aspects of the Bible. But what somebody else believes or tries to force upon you isn't going to be the exact same for, for somebody else. And it really is important to have that self-awareness and that, that constant reevaluation to know what's going to give you personally the most authentic, the most faithful, the most secure walk with God or your even your most secure and authentic sense of self. It really is important to listen to people, but also not just follow because it seems like it's the right thing to do or it's because mm-hmm. it's something that you've always done. I think a, a mentor one time said to me was like, understand there's always knowledge to be gained, but don't follow blindly because ignorance will reign. Mm, and it rhymes. Yeah. I was like, you're <laughs> a rapper. Um, but yeah, like, and I, I love small quotes like that because you can just have them as affirmations and remind yourself constantly, things like that. Like, you know, one of the things, like I, I know I've spoken a little bit about conscious and subconscious mind, but um that that book I was reading, by the way, if you want to read it, it's a great book. It's called You Are a Badass and How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. But in this book, in the first introduction, I think not even the first chapter, uh, the author speaks on their understanding of a higher power. Um, mm. And one of the quotes in it that like really resonated with me because it, it's I, I feel close to really what I believe there is a, it is in the introduction, but there is a whole chapter and uh, the chapter title is called the G word. And as if you can imagine coincides with this, it is about God. Um, but this is what she says, wherever you happen to stand on God, or she says on the God issue, let me just say that this whole improving your life thing is going to be a lot easier if you have an open mind about it. And I love that quote because a lot of people tend to just be so close-minded because of structured religion. And they think to this one time I went to a church and something that I didn't like happened. And it's like an instant reminder. But if you have a spiritual walker understanding or belief, and you may not, some people don't of the being a higher power, she says, call it whatever you want. God, goddess, the big guy, the universe, source energy, higher power, the grand pooba, gut, intuition, spirit, the force, the zone, the Lord, the vortex, the mother load. It doesn't matter. Personally, I find the God word to be too loaded. I prefer source energy, the universe, the vortex, the spirit, the mother load. Whatever you choose to call it isn't important. What is important is that you start to develop an awareness of and a relationship with the source energy or God that's surrounding you and within you, which is all the same and which will be your best pal. If you ever get the chance, because here's the thing, all of us are connected to limitless power and most of us aren't using, but a fraction. And that's, I spoke about in the beginning of like, if we have this clear consciousness in our faith, you start to understand your power within and what was given to you. Um, I think one of my biggest pushbacks of my experiences with, very religious people in my life is I know a lot of them to be overweight and it was frustrating to me for them to look at me negatively because I have tattoos 
but they don't look at them in the same scope being overweight. Interesting. And that challenged me to understand like, what, how do they not understand when in the Bible talking about the temple, it is literally it's this all you, yeah. you know, and yeah. if you aren't taking care of that, how is your walk as clear as it can be? And I think that goes back to self-awareness too. You just, well, I'm this way, so I'm going to, it's okay. And that, that creates a lot of questions for people. And then you won't allow them to ask them. And I think that's where a lot of people become frustrated in that sense. And that's why for me, for the listeners, is like, don't stop asking questions. Educate mm-hmm. yourself. Do what you need to do to build that comforting sense with what whatever it is through life but if you are in the middle of like god and religion what do i want to do it's like do figure out what you want to do and have that self-awareness to know that i chose this path mm-hmm. love the fact that it says the mother load yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the grand pooba and the mother load were the two ones that stuck out to me <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely laughed reading through that in the first, and it, it was it, it was cool to actually hear. There are people that think like me. Um, that's why mm-hmm. I was glad you're doing something like this because, like, I would say that mine aren't. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm by the book, mm-hmm. and most people are like, well, the Bible says, and it's like, yeah, that was also someone else's interpretation and a different perspective. And if you take the time to take a step back and expand your knowledge, you then are able to understand that if you do branch out and tend to look in all different religions, there is one factor that like comes to a head and it's like, there is a higher being. Right. And once, once you are in tune to the higher power, you can develop your own understanding of what God means to you. Right. Right. And even self-awareness is, even if you believe in nothing, you know, self-awareness is a great way to, reevaluate your values and reevaluate the things that are around you, people that you hang out with, the culture that you're a part of society as a whole, by you continuing to work on self-awareness, it really does help you one connect with others, but it helps you connect with yourself. So if you don't believe in anything, self-awareness is, is a great tool to, to continue to grow as a person, uh, which is, I believe something we should always do. Yeah. And understand that power within. So I think mm-hmm. a thing for our listeners to understand is that if you're in that gray area trying to decide, like, don't force yourself to a direction because of something someone else told you. Allow yourself. If you want to make a decision, do what it takes to make that decision. Um, and if you're wondering what it takes, a question, it might just take a question. You might just have mm-hmm. to ask someone something. Or you might just have to do a Google search. Yeah. Get your sources. Don't believe everything you read on the internet, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even anything you hear from the people around you. Get different perspectives. Yeah, that, that, that's different. I can't even speak because that's like so <laughs> powerful to being self-aware of like understanding where you got that idea. If it felt weird and like, why did I do that? Figure it out. Figure out why you did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's part and, of self-awareness for sure. And and allow different perspectives to convert like you have to. Uh I think it also allows us to become more of a team 
and a family mm-hmm. and and work through struggles and situations because you're able to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Part of the goal of this podcast is to raise self-awareness, mm-hmm. is to not force, but to offer a chance to reevaluate whether you follow God or you don't follow God, where your stance is on certain topics. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Like mental health, drugs and alcohol. Maybe you've grown up believing that those things are overtly wrong. Protesting is wrong. It should never be a part of your life if you follow God or you view Christians differently because you protest and they don't. Right. But discussing these types of topics hopefully helps you reevaluate yourself and become more aware of yourself in terms of oh, is this actually what I believe about these, these groups of people? But also to, to generate conversations and to ask those questions that come with self-awareness, to get those different perspectives. And once again, the point of this podcast is to bridge the gap between both sides as yep. well. And self-awareness is, is one of those starting points for sure. Yep. I believe that. I believe that 100%. And I believe that if you aren't able to be challenged in your thoughts and beliefs, you don't have faith with clear conscience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, I think you're, it's because, because at that point it's a willing ignorance. Yeah. You're allowing yourself to stay within a bubble and not grow. Yes. This is what I believe. And someone's like, well, why? And you're like, don't talk to me like that. It's like, they just want to know why, like you can't explain that to them. And that a hundred percent is just willingly just blind, just being blind to a situation. I agree. So now when it comes to advice with self-awareness, Blake, if there's someone who is starting to become a little more self-aware, starts to realize that maybe there are things with who I am as a person that may conflict with the culture that they're a part of, be it the church culture or a friendship culture or no matter where it is, but they don't necessarily know where to start. What are some advice or some words of encouragement that you could give to them? I think research goes a long ways. Um, you allow yourself to branch out and learn a little bit. Um, gives you more options uh, as far as paths, directions to take. Um, I don't feel, especially with the amount of religions that there are, if that's your path to take, that there's a right answer in that book. I think there's a right answer for you specifically, um, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't tell you your right answer just from my opinion. So I think people carry that weight of like, am I making the right decision? And it's like, I don't know. Are you like research it? Take, give yourself some time. Like, I think that's another thing too. People just like, we like instant results. Mm. So we, we like a definite answer. And especially in this realm and with what we're talking about, I think there's a lot of not definite answers or instant results. So you have to allow yourself to take the time um, mm. to build that. So giving yourself a moment, which also coincides with self-awareness, but like ask questions. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help either. I think a lot of people like to think I'm trying to figure out my beliefs. I can't ask someone help. That's their belief. And it's like, no, it opens up a different perspective to allow you to understand something differently or in full. Right. Um, So yeah, definitely, definitely don't hesitate to ask questions. Don't hesitate to challenge yourself when you feel confident in something like don't take it for what it is instantly. And that's uh, another thing I think we forget to do is challenge ourselves in something that we have put this word believe on. Um, And I I think it's 
great to constant, like I said, constantly reevaluate. Where are you? Yeah, I think the one thing that I would give as advice would be exactly what you just said of in terms of giving yourself time. Commit to it. You know, if it's something that you really want to go after, if you really want answers, you're right, Blake. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. It's going to take research. It's going to take being open. But ultimately, set that time out for yourself to really make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things is just is making it a priority because uh, it is important. It's, it's your own life. It's your own well-being. It's your own mental health. It's your own physical health. It's your own spiritual health. Those are very important. And you deserve to set out that time to figure it out and be around those, those trusted people that you can ask questions or even bounce ideas off of, of, Hey, I researched this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to be able to, to surround yourself and with that. When you, I will say like in my experience, when you do a little bit of research and you bring some knowledge to a conversation with someone who you may have looked up to before in whatever culture you believe when you bring that knowledge and research, that person that you look up to then understands that you want to learn. So if they are self-aware, they'll begin to ask you the discovery questions to help you figure out where you are, not tell you where they are. Right. Right. I think that's pivotal to understand when you're having a conversation with something with someone who believes what you want to believe. It's great to notice if they're doing that to you. If they're trying to tell you what they believe rather than ask you the questions to help you discover what you believe. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And it's also a great segue because what's also important is that we give advice to those who are approached with these type of questions. So if you're growing in self-awareness, we encourage you to ask questions to trusted people. Now to those trusted people, Blake, what's your advice to them? What is something that maybe really helped you when you were asking questions or something that you wish they would have done when you asked that question? I had it done for me um, maybe once or twice, uh, but I wish it was done more of when I asked a question that challenged the person to not have an answer in that moment, we found it together. Mm. And when you do that, you're able to understand their perspective on the exact situation. And then you're able to verbalize yours to them. And then you start understanding that you're looking the same direction. You're just walking down different streets. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're approached and it hurts a little bit. You get a little, you know, a a poke in the feels. Someone (laughs) asks you something like that. You you have to take a second and and understand that it's positive intent. Yeah. It's someone wanting to learn. But that also back to advice for people asking questions is to understand that defense, there's no room for defense here. Right. Like we we aren't we aren't trying to battle each other or be in defense mode. A big piece of advice for both sides too in that moment of like there like I said, there's no room for defense. Um, we aren't trying to convince each other of things. We're trying to help each other understand what we believe. And I think that's huge. Um, especially when it comes to leadership and organized religion, as you're trying to make people believe what you believe, you're trying to help them understand how you got to where you are. 
that's the biggest thing that I would say is that if you're listening to this podcast and you mentor somebody in a church, a faith, or just in general, you know, maybe you're part of the, like a big sister, big brother program. And you have somebody that, that is with you and is maybe younger or has much to learn. It's really important that you walk with them. If you don't understand it or you don't have an answer, figure it out together. It's a great bonding experience. But once again, as a mentor, like Blake said, it's not your job to just say, just believe it or because I said so or because this is the way that it is. Or have faith in the unseen. And it's like, oh, to tell someone just that, yeah. you realize the windows you're closing and putting them in this box. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe we are meant to be in that box. Exactly. And I don't even think that's something that y- you would intentionally do. Maybe it just it's something you say and you don't mean to put people in that box. Right, right, right. But it's important to realize that it's possible. And, and let me challenge myself here because I got a little defensive there. But my defense comes from my journey with religion wasn't majority a positive one. Um, mm-hmm. So subconsciously, sometimes I like to get defensive immediately. And you have to be willing to apologize. Mm. Um, that is a huge factor in this too, because from their perspective or any opposing perspective, you're going to be wrong. And when you challenge someone and then get defensive, you tend to react rather than take action. So when you react, you do something based off of subconscious, like that quote where it's not in control, but it made the decision for you. Mm -hmm. And it, I believe is why we are where we are as far as a divided world when it comes to believing in the spiritual realm and anything of that sense. Yeah. I think it's something that's really important for all of us to remember is that at one point you were learning. At one point I was learning. At one point Blake was learning and we had questions. It was really helpful when somebody walked with us through those questions and helped us become more self-aware because of it. Nowadays, Blake's a father. He's going to become a mentor to his children. If you're listening and you mentor somebody, you're still being mentored by somebody else. And you probably still have ways that make you feel loved or understood or heard or walked with when you ask questions. And the biggest thing that we can do is to be that for somebody else. Because somebody may have a question just remember how you were and you had a question right. and respond accordingly, love accordingly, walk with somebody accordingly because we are all becoming more self-aware. And I think if you are self-aware, you don't have to write a script of your beliefs. They show in how you speak mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your actions. And that's where the actions speak louder than words statement just really comes into play. And I think people have to understand that no matter what side you're on, willingness to help and support someone in their journey, no matter what it looks like compared to yours, is pivotal to creating a self-aware world with full-driven, confident believers in whatever you believe. Yeah. Yeah. With a clear conscience, for sure. That's how we get there. Blake, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Just to, just to talk to us a little bit about what does it mean to be self-aware? 
what does it mean to grow in self-awareness and how we can best help each other grow and be better at self-awareness, whether you're in a church, whether you've left a church or you have no belief system at all. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I think this is a, a pivotal conversation and then I want to put it out there that I'm willing to talk about this with anyone, even if I don't know you. I'm very receptive of new information. I enjoy being challenged, um, so don't hesitate. You can look me up on Facebook, Blake Thomas. I'm standing on the beach with my kid, and I got tattoos. You'll have a mutual friend. <laughs> 100%. But Blake, you also have other things that you'd like to plug. Why don't you go and let us know about that? Speaking on self-awareness, I think it is in direct support of mental health. I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Um, so I'm working on a project now, building a platform. As I stated before, one of my hobbies or passions, I would call it because I enjoy it so much, but is playing video games. Um, and I feel a lot of that world and culture very introverted and keep their thoughts to themselves and use video games as an escape. Um, which isn't always healthy. So I'm helping create a platform to where it is focused on esports with a fight club for mental health um, mm. and allowing people to come to a safe place through video games. Um, so it's a broad concept. There's a lot of work to be done. I have a lot of leg work to go, but soon you'll see it floating around on your page. The name is going to be Cybernetics Gaming. And I use that word because cybernetics is the communication between all systems, mechanical and mm. physical. So the main goal of this is to reach as many people as possible that just want to talk and ask questions. If you want to be a part, also don't hesitate to reach out. Like I said, this is a, it's at its very early stages. Um, a lot of work has been done, but there is so much more to go. Uh, if you enjoy things like that, please, please, please reach out. There is something for you to do, I promise. But yeah, again, dude, I appreciate you having me. Um, I like to uh, put myself out there. Like I said earlier, is this is probably one of the first times I've had the conversation on what I believe other than when I was explaining it to my mom. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if it sounds like I'm not quite sure, it's because I've never verbalized it other mm -hmm. than once. So that is a challenge for me is come on over to my Facebook page and we'll verbalize it again and again and again and again and again. But yeah, so that's what I got. I appreciate uh, you listening. If you did, if you made it to here, you're a cool <laughs> person. Um, but like I said, don't hesitate. If you have questions, do not hesitate to reach out. If you're contemplating making a decision, whatever it may be, and you want some backing or, or some sort of support, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm down to listen. I got big ears. Yeah. Yeah. Blake has been a great friend throughout different facets of my life as well. He's a great listener. He's got great insight, as you guys have just heard. And what's great is that self-awareness is continually happening. The more episodes that we put on here provides more opportunities for great growth. So if you want to talk more about that with a different guest that we have on here, or if you want to talk to Blake about just self-awareness in general, definitely hit him up. Keep up to date about the different topics that you can grow in your knowledge about and to become more self-aware in by liking the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 
And don't forget to hit follow on whatever streaming service that you're following now. Turn on those notifications. That way you can always stay up to date with us. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, Blake, thank you so much. And we'll see you all next time.